0: I have everything I need to be successful. I am open to limitless possibilities. I believe in myself and my abilities. I am aligned with my purpose. I am capable of achieving greatness. I am committed to living the legacy I will leave for future generations. Thank you for joining us at the kitchen table for another episode on the Karen Janine Podcast. So CEO friends, tonight we have an amazing guest. Her name is Shayla. She is in the arts business or in the arts industry, not yet starting a business, but have a desire to start. So this is gonna be a real interesting conversation talking about access to capital, and the other options that are available to her as she continues to get inspired, as she continues to think through the process of starting her business. So I'm just going to jump right in and get started with the question. We had talked a little bit before we hopped on just kind of a little bit of background conversation, but you said you hadn't even had a chance to really think about having access to capital because you haven't narrowed down your business idea yet what kind of capital so when it comes to money maybe let me shift the question a little bit when it comes to funding your business or whatever ideas that you have had does the challenge of money come up like how would I fund it or what things do you think about as it concerns money when you think about starting A business. Well,
1: because there's just so much information out there, you know, it's really deciphering what would be the best resource for me individually and for what I'm trying to do. So it just can be mind boggling just, you know, with all the books you read or if you attend like networking events or even other entrepreneurs that you might know personally, what maybe worked for them or the route they took may not be necessarily what you would need to do. your business so it's just again having that i guess that mentor that can actually really guide the individual in that case me to really know from those steps that you have to take to really get to your end goal and then in terms of like the financial part of things like the first thing would be like tapping into my own resources first like family, savings, that type of thing. And then I guess going from there.
0: So you mentioned, I want to touch on a few things that you mentioned. One of the really great things that you mentioned is mentoring. I can't stress that enough that having a mentor and not necessarily a mentor in your industry or in the art industry that you're in, but having a mentor that can help guide you through some of the nuances you said that all of this information like okay where do I go to first what you have one point of contact and so it's almost like you know when your children go to school and they want that emergency contact list like they don't want every family member on there they just want the key people who do we need to call that we know will either show up or we can get a message to that's really important for this child. So when you think about mentoring, who is that one point of contact that you can ask some of those initial burning questions that you have? And maybe it's somebody that you already know. And maybe it's somebody that you've seen. Don't be afraid to ask people that you don't know. Because people that you don't know, we love what we love. And we love, you know, mentoring and helping people. Now, don't get me wrong, there are times like, people just want free. They want free compounded with free compounded with free. It's easy for a mentor to kind of spot a person who has a natural drive or somebody who just wants to pick their brain and not really pay for or invest in themselves. So there's a difference. And so when you approach a person that you don't know to be a mentor, maybe it's somebody that you followed online I always say start with something that you revere about them. Like I've been watching you online. You're somebody that, you know, I would love to have as an advisor and you tell them what it is that you're trying to do and then ask, you know, if they have time to mentor you. Like I said, I would encourage you to tap into the network that you have, but don't be afraid to look outside of that as well. And sometimes we get comfortable with what we are comfortable with because we don't want to go outside but the connections and the magic happens outside of our comfort zone. So that was the first thing I wanted to bring out. One of the other things you said with all of this information, like, okay, where do I even go? Like, what do I even start with? I would say kind of start with the end in mind. And what I mean by that is most of us want to start businesses because we want the freedom of time. We want the financial freedom to not struggle with living paycheck to paycheck or whatever that is. What is that end? And I tell people, I build my business around my life, not the other way around. I don't build my life around my business or a job. So I figure it out what it is that I want. And if I want to travel, if I want, you know, extra income, or if I want to earn a certain amount, then that's my end goal. Now, How do I build the business? Because remember, when you start, this is your thing. You get to design it exactly how you want. What is it going to take or what do you need to build around what it is that you want to have? You've got a kid that's going to college and maybe you want to be able to have the freedom to, you know, travel back and forth going to college. And you make all of that and you write that down into your plan, so to speak, because then it's going to help shape, okay, now what do I need to make that happen? Like how much money does my business need to earn in order for me to make that happen? So I say start with the end goal in mind. And that end goal is what do you want your life to look like? And then build your business around that. Don't build the business and then try to fit your life in. That's where a lot of us get frustrated. We get stressed and then we eventually get burned out and we want to tap out. Yeah. You also mentioned about tapping into your own resources. Now, there was a time where access to capital was a lot more difficult than it is now. It's so one of the benefits of COVID is that it has relaxed a lot of standards when it comes to business funding from the SBA And just some of the other larger organizations out there, I'm seeing an influx of them pouring into minority-owned businesses. But the key is that we have to position ourselves in order to be ready to receive the money. I say, one of my favorite sayings is, the time to get the funding, to get the money, is before you need it. Because when you need it, they're not going to give it to you. Imagine somebody coming to you desperate, saying, Shayla, I need this large sum of money. Well, you, you're desperate. How do I have assurance that you're going to pay it back? I don't. So if you get access, if you position your business and your mindset to go in positioning your business to have access to capital before you need it, although you might need it at the beginning, it's not a desperation. It's not like, I got to have it now. So I don't have time to work on these things. I don't have time to build a solid foundation. And so now I'm just kind of you know, grabbing at straws or trying to do the next big thing because I'm in desperation mode and I need it right now. So when you figure out what that number is, you can figure out, okay, where are the likely places that I can get access to that capital? And sometimes, unless you're starting maybe a technology company or a medical device company or something in the medical field, it doesn't take as much capital as we need, especially since now a lot of resources we can get online, we can do a lot of things, and we can cut down the overhead costs. But once you know what that number is, it makes it easier to say, okay, here are the best avenues to go in order to access some capital, whether it is loans, whether it's grants, whether it's utilizing or leveraging business credit in order to turn that into revenue for your organization. But once you know the number, it makes it easier to kind of slot that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Okay. All right. So the other thing that you had mentioned, tell me a little bit about some of your ideas and which ones kind of light you up when you think about that. Like if you were telling let's say a potential funder, they said, Shayla, my checkbook is open to you. Tell me about your business. Which one would you tell them about?
1: I think that is like my biggest obstacle is like really organizing and clarifying my objective of what I want to do to incorporate several different things. Like if I'd be asked that, I would kind of be all over the place because I haven't really defined that. And I feel like I can't really speak well on it. until I actually can have a clear vision for myself. Like I have all these ideas and I have journals and I have stuff, but to condense it, to make it all make sense to someone else. That's what I'm struggling with.
0: Are you familiar with what a pitch is? Like an elevator elevator
1: pitch? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
0: So generally, let me ask this, let me back up. You have a hat on, right? Why did you wear the hat today?
1: because this is what I had on earlier today and I just figured hey why just why change what I was wearing so and it looks cute I, I like leopard print so
0: all right let's see you have a phone mm-hmm. right why do you have a phone
1: uh, it makes my life so much easier and I pretty much do everything on my phone
0: perfect all right Do you have a vehicle Mm -hmm. why do you have a vehicle it gets
1: me to point a to b and it makes my life simpler and i'm independent so i can go when i want
0: so each of those things i asked you about solved a problem for you right Mm -hmm. so when you think about condensing your ideas and even conveying it to somebody Whether you are, and I want to mention this because sometimes when we think about bootstrapping with, you know, families and friends, we think that we can just go and because they love us, we can just kind of tell them anything and say, I just need you to give me some money so I could, you know, start this business. But think about if we framed our language, even with those that we love, that we want to bootstrap or help us to bootstrap, give us some funds, or even tap into our own fund. Tell yourself, why do I deserve you to give you my hard-earned money? Why do you need my hard-earned money to do what it is that you're doing? And how can you reassure me? And me could be self, me could be a parent, me could be a very close family relative, but why should I give you my money? And how can you assure me that you're going to pay me back? And one of the ways, like each of those things I asked you, like I said, it solves a problem. And when you pitch to funders or creditors, and sometimes it's just by way of an application. And so it's not a verbal pitch, but it's still nonetheless a pitch because they're asking you questions. And the more you know what it is that you're doing, the more confident you become, right? So imagine you knowing what it is like, you feel like you pull all of this together when you go and you get in that credit, you like, Oh, I know I'm getting ready to get this credit line, this five thousand dollars, because I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to take this money and I'm going to do this over here. So, think about what problem do you want to solve because people buy solutions to problems. And even though you know your hat that you have on, you wore it because it's cute, you like leopard. The problem was, I like leopard, and they had a hat that was leopard print and so I bought it. I pulled out my card, I pulled out my money and I bought it. And so we solve problems. So think about the problem that you're solving and then it may help you to decipher which one of your many ideas makes sense Or if there is some commonality, because they might be solving the same problem, it's just how you decide to package it. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Like I said, I just want to reiterate, when we talk about business funding, we talk about bootstrapping, and we talk about tapping into some of these different resources, some way, some shape, some form, they're going to want to know, how can you pay me back? Right. They want to know that you're solving a problem or that you're addressing a need in the marketplace that's large enough for you to pay them back. And on the credit card application, it may look like something. The question might say, What's your revenue? Right. And how is that tied to me solving a problem? Well, my problem has to be big enough to support the number that I put in that box on that question. Mm -hmm. And for newer businesses, we may project revenue, right? So maybe we're not making a hundred thousand, but I'm projecting to make one hundred thousand. Why can I be confident and saying that I'm projecting to make 100000 because I know the business problem that I'm solving or I know the problem that I'm solving. I know the need that I'm addressing. And now I can confidently think through how I'm going to make that projection number happen.
1: Gotcha. And so is that where kind of the business plan comes into play? Yes. Okay.
0: And let's talk about that for a little bit. So much like budgeting, people get weirded out When you start talking about business planning and budgeting, it's like, listen, I don't want to go that far. I'm not ready to go to third base or hit a home run. Business planning is, I call it, it's a curated document that helps you to make business decisions. It's a curated document of strategies, ideas, thoughts, and projections that help you to be able to make better business decisions. And so it's a living, breathing document. It can change, right? Mm -hmm. I just got done doing a business plan for, it was a business plan for myself. And what they wanted to know, they wanted to be able to see that I had a business acumen and that I was able to formulate and put together a comprehensive business plan that showed I had leadership skills and that I knew how to hire, recruit, and train people. So it wasn't a business plan because I'm not asking for any money, right? But it was a business plan to show the reader that I have what they are looking for because it's an exchange. I want something from them and they want something from me. And so it's an even exchange. So even if you look at business planning, as a means to be able to communicate more effectively with your customers, your need, your messaging, your marketing, you need to show your customer that, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And you can do that through a business plan, thinking through the thoughts, thinking through some of these things that we're talking about and going through some questions so that you can get it on paper so that it, you can make it make sense, both sense and sense.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So
0: business planning, some business plans, like the one that I did that I just submitted today was like 21 pages. I have another one that I've got to work on. It's probably going to end up being about 35 pages, but it just depends. Again, like I've done one page business plans. And a lot of times that's where I may start with newer entrepreneurs, because what I'm trying to do is get you out of your head and onto paper. A problem.
1: Getting right out the of the and that self-doubt where you kind of talk yourself out, like when it gets too overwhelming or it's just too much at once, that's a big deterrence, I, I think, for most people when it comes mm-hmm. to this whole thing. And then just not knowing like between websites and LLCs and social media and how to market just to kind of see like if you're maybe toying between a couple of ideas, what are people gravitating to, kind of putting little feelers out there before you kind of go full force on that one idea? So that's the other thing. Like, what is your suggestions with that?
0: So when it comes to the first business plan I that you should do is one that's internal, right? It's just for internal purposes. I'm not seeking anything from anybody. I, I just want to get my ideas on paper and validate that I have a feasible idea where I feel like my end goal can be met. Because remember we talking about that end goal, whatever that end goal is, right? So- <laughs> What I would say is when you start to narrow down, you start with the problem, right? What problem am I solving? Then some of those other things like marketing, website, that is not necessary all the time. Like people focus on that. And I'm not saying at some point it may be, but people need to know that you can solve my problem. And I don't necessarily need a fancy website. It needs to be functional. Well, maybe your website can be a link to a calendar. If you're going to be booking consultations and let's just say, I don't know what your art is, but let's just say you were an artist, a paint artist, and you were going to be doing paint and sips. Maybe your website will consist of one page where they can go and sign up. They can pick a date and sign up for the paint and sip of their choice. And so think functional, not fancy, especially in the beginning, because you're validating your idea. Because remember, when we go and we want access to this capital and we want access to this credit, or if we're talking to our family members, we're showing them why I have a good idea and that I'm gonna be able to pay you back. I'm gonna be able to pay you back because I'm gonna be able to make money from the money that you give me. Be able to make more money. And so we're just trying to validate that idea. And the market helps us to do that, you know, when we make things functional. We might not be ready for fancy yet. Right. So a lot of times, what you'll see on the internet is you might see the person, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, right? And you're like, their website looks good. Their marketing looks amazing. Do I need all of that? Ask them to see their very first website. Ask them to see their very first piece of marketing. It probably Mm -hmm. doesn't look the same. Yeah. Everybody had a day one. And sometimes we may get in the habit of comparing our day one to somebody's day 10,000 and saying, mine doesn't measure up. You have Mm -hmm. no idea what day they're on. Start where you are and grow from there. You can navigate your own path. I do what's comfortable for me and sometimes I'm like I'm not comfortable posting. I'm not a three, four, five day poster. I'm not gonna go dance on TikTok and then go over here on Instagram and then go over here on Facebook. It's just not me. It's not authentic. So
1: yeah.
0: I hang out where I'm comfortable hanging out and I'll talk to my potential customers in a manner that, you know, I feel like is authentic to me, but still that they need. And so I just kind of test and I tweak. I test, I measure and I tweak. Hey, this didn't work today. And I'm constantly looking at my data. Right. Okay, Okay. these posts work well. So maybe they want to, you know, hear more about this or see more about this. I'll do more of that content. But don't feel like you have to do what everybody else is doing. If we're talking about, you know, whether we're bootstrapping or whether we're asking for business funding or credit, we can't go based off of what their numbers are. We have to pitch our own performance and our own projections about what we know that we can do. And it has to be based on something that's realistic.
1: And then in terms of any other questions, you did mention like training and do you actually do like mentoring? Is that something that like a service that you provide or?
0: I do not provide mentoring services, although I feel like I'm a mentor to many. What Mm -hmm. I do, like these conversations a lot are sometimes me mentoring people. The event that I'm curating at the end of the month where I kind of get everybody in the same room is kind of my way of mentoring, but I haven't done one-on-one mentoring. I tend to do more of group mentoring because that's, you know, that's what works better for me and, you know, for my lifestyle, like a person, you know, has a question or something like that. I'm less likely to do groups on social media just because I'm over groups. (laughs) logging in and going into another group Um, Uh I am a people person like I like talking to you know a person and so Mm -hmm. again that works better for me as I design what I want my life and my business to you know to look like
1: Okay. Okay.
0: and so my last question to you is what are some other kitchen table conversations that you feel like If families have either with their children or just with other, you know, adults in the family, it would make life a little bit easier or would make us starting businesses or building the confidence that much easier for us. And we won't have a lot of these. Struggles. What's one of those
1: conversations? Well, I know for like my family, I guess COVID really brought it to light that, you know, we're all so busy, busy. We're all doing our individual things. You know, if you have kids, they're doing their thing. If you're married, not married, you're with a spouse or a significant other. But we're not really checking in with each other. Like we're present, we're living under the same roof. But rarely are we saying like, you know, are you struggling with something today? Or, you know, that real, that mental health conversations, because I think that a lot of people are struggling with it. I definitely have had bouts, like, especially like when I lost a child, that's kind of like when I started to have like panic attacks and things like that. A lot of people are suffering, like just that I know personally that you would never know. By looking at the exterior or, like, their videos that they're posting on social media or whatever, like, you would never know that they were suicidal or that they were having some of the issues that they were having. So, I would think that, for me, would be, like, a big one to really have those conversations about really checking in and asking, like, just blatantly asking, are you struggling with something today? Is there something that, you know, a lot of people feel fear that they're going to be judged if they say something or not say it the right way? So, I think that's really important. That's good. So for those
0: of you that are listening, be sure to check in with your people. I know that I've seen this meme or this post, check in with your strong friends because sometimes they're not okay. And I would take it one step further to say, be prepared for them if they say, I'm not okay. Because sometimes we'll just check and it's a ritual. Hey, how are yeah, you doing super today? Yeah. And I'm expecting you to say good, but what if you don't? So right. really be open to listening and opening your heart and your mind to be ready if a person is not okay. Definitely. So that's good. So thank you, Shayla, for hanging out mm-hmm. with me at the kitchen table. It was such a pleasure to get a chance to know you and hear about some of your goals and your dreams and your ideas. I wish you nothing but success. And I know, I know that you will fly. Well, that's evening.
1: my goal to be a household name. So,
0: Wow. Awesome. Yes. So have a great evening. And again, thanks for hanging out and sharing with the listeners.
1: All right. Thank you. Right, bye for now. Bye.
0: Bye.